Hey fellow Zeros, thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that forgot we're not married. I'm your host Joe, and I brought along four other unnamed mayors with me to talk to you about the movie Batman Returns. We've got Frank. The podcast that has to break ground. Matt. The only podcast that's holding the umbrella. Corey. The podcast is like catnip to a girl. Handsome, dazed, and to die for. And sequel. The only podcast that brings eggs and tomatoes to a speech. <laughs> I have an honorable mention. The only podcast that feels so much yummier. Before we get into talking about that movie that we were just talking about and doing lines from, we're going to let you know what else we've been watching this week. Sequel. I watched the movie Big last night. Tom Hanks. And I watched it... I watched the extended version, not the theatrical version. Does it have a longer piano scene? It has many <laughs> extra scenes, and I'd much rather watch the theatrical version from now on. How much longer is it? About you say? 20 minutes, I'd say. Wow, that's a lot of that's extra. A lot, that's a lot of big. That's a lot more big. A lot more big than I thought I was going to get. Frank, what about you? I watched Rick and Morty, and that show's crazy. It sure is. Pickle Rick? Yep. Hey, Matt, what are you watching? I watch Game of Thrones, and I'm a real, real snob about the opening theme and scene, and I just don't understand why they haven't switched certain things. Like, why King's Landing still has the Baratheon symbol. There ain't a fucking Baratheon left in the whole goddamn of Westeros. There ain't a Baratheon left in the whole goddamn of Westeros. Take your fingers down, boys. I know what his name is. It's not Baratheon. I'm with you. It should be Lannister, and it's not. It bothers me. Are we I talking mean, about the same person? Yes. I mean, I think we are. Mm, I don't know if we are anymore. Sequel's going to have a freaking stroke if we don't move on. <laughs> <laughs> we just... Yeah, we're moving on. We're Sorry. Moving on. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Text me who I think it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Braun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Braun, the, the guy, the fucking bastard from the sewers. Corey, what have you been watching? Uh, I have gone on a Netflix documentary binge over the last couple days. Love it. Uh, Amanda Knox. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. It was really, really fun to watch. Um, It's about a woman who was charged and convicted of murder while she was studying abroad in Italy. And then about, like, the mishandling of the evidence and why she's innocent it was really good. It was. It, it had like a fairly happy ending, but at the same time, you're still unsure about like if the right people want out. It, it's super interesting. It was one of the more like well balanced murder mystery documentaries I think I've listened to. I think she's guilty. Yeah, a lot of people did. I, listening to her talk, I kind of felt that way. But who knows? That's a good Netflix documentary, Man versus Snake. You'd like it. Mm. You brought that up once before, right? And it's not at all what you thought it was going to be, Man nope. vs. Snake. It's about a guy playing video games. Video playing game. Snake. Snake. Oh. He set the world record when he was 12, and somebody broke it, and he's making a comeback at age 45. Good for him. It's cool. It's never too late. Never too late. And I've been watching, well, not been watching because it's over, but I watched the series called Betas. It was Silicon Valley before Silicon Valley existed. It's on Amazon Prime for free. It's like Silicon Valley, but not as funny. And it's like 11 episodes, and it's free if you have Prime, so check it out if you want. Who's in it? No one that I know by name. I think one guy's name is John Daly. Hmm. I don't the golfer? No. 
so it's more serious, is what you're saying. No, it's just less funny. Oh. Like, the jokes don't land as well. (laughs) Silicon Valley still surprises me. It's so good. I don't watch it, like, regularly, but when it's on, I'll, like, sit down and watch an episode, and it's always funny. TJ Miller is just spectacular. It's a shame that he's never coming back. Oh, he's not on the show? Moved on to the Emoji Movie. That piece of trash. (laughs) If Jing Yang ever leaves a show... Jin Yang. Jin Yang's going to lose a lot of his luster without our look there. He made a great app that identifies hot dogs and non hot dogs. <laughs> that he did. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we've been watching. Let's get to the reason why you're here is the Batman Returns movie facts. Just kidding. But I'm going to do them anyway. Batman Returns came out in 1992. It's rated PG-13. It's two hours and six minutes long. Its director's name is Tim Burton. You guys might have heard of him. I think I think I saw something he did. Uh, did he do an episode of like uh, Young and the Restless or something? Yes, he also made that one thing with the right, right. Yeah, no, I saw that thing. Yeah, with the scarecrow. With the nice. scarecrow and great bit, guys. Christmas trees. <laughs> I love bits. So I made a long list of Tim Burton movies, and I didn't even fit them all on here. But Pee Wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman. Edward Scissorhands, Mars Attacks, Planet of the Apes, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Corpse Brides, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland. If your favorite Tim Burton movie didn't make the list, sorry. I Write us in at zthpodcast at gmail.com. No, he did. He did Mars Attacks. Yeah. yeah. I learned that also. That's awesome. This movie stars Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Christopher Walken, Michael, I'm going to assume it's pronounced Go, Pat Hingle, and Michael Murphy. The budget for the movie was $80 million and ended up grossing $266 million. $162 million of that was domestic. And on to the scores. Rotten, Tomato has, Rotten Tomatoes has this movie at an 81%. Certified fresh. The audience of Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 73%. IMDb has this movie at 7.0 out of 10. And Metacritic coming in at a 68 with a user score of 7.7. That's all I have. So let's get into our general thoughts about the movie before we get all spoilery on this movie that happened, like, what, 25 years ago now? Yeah. Matt, what are your general thoughts? Michael Keaton is my Batman, okay? Always has been, always will be. He's also my Vulture, but that's new and exciting. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. Needless to say, I watched this movie at nauseam when I was a kid. Uh, this is Danny, DeVito, Danny DeVito's <laughs> grossest role outside of... Always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, he is terrifying in this role. You think Frank is more gross than the penguin? Yes. Yes. Do you watch enough Always Sunny in Philadelphia? He does Apparently some gross not. shit. Watch the outtakes if you haven't seen anything gross, because he does a lot of gross shit. He's the trash man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He pooped in the bed. <laughs> poop, it's funny. Poop, it's funny. I fully believe that at some point the penguin pooped in the bed also. Oh, no, the penguin didn't have a bed. He lived in the zoo. But yeah, like... He's the perfect... You know how they cast a role and it's like, wow, you cast the guy? Danny DeVito is the fucking penguin. Uh, and Michelle Pfeiffer, am I right, guys? She is Catwoman. She is actually Catwoman. And can get it. See, I tried to obfuscate that. Hey, Frank, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> I could have swore I saw this movie before, but apparently I didn't. Well, because it came out after you were born? No, it actually came out the same year. <laughs> but... <laughs> Taking that joke off the table. Yep. Uh, yeah, this movie's okay. The actors are great in this. Not a huge fan of the style of the movie, but it's good. 
Hey, Corey, what about you? I am the opposite of Frank. I love the style of this movie. The other parts I agree with. I think it's cast wonderfully. I think the actors are playing and actresses are playing exactly who they're supposed to play. Much like Matt, Michael Keaton is my Batman. I also watched this movie more times than I could possibly count. I know for a fact that I broke the tape. The The tape is def- definitely got worn out and broken. I had to buy another copy of it when I was a kid. Um, this movie is so stereotypically Tim Burton, though. All of the imagery just screams Tim Burton, and I love it. And sequel, round us out. I remember my parents taking me and my sister to the drive-in to see this movie, but I was only three years old, and I don't remember anything about it. But a couple of Christmases later, my cousins put it on, so I was like five. It scared the crap out of me. It's such a dark movie. And I feel like this movie gets lumped in with, like, the Joel Schumacher Batmans. Like, I remember talking to people saying we're going to review this movie. They're like, oh, the one with Val Kilmer. I'm like, no, the one with Danny DeVito. And people just forget. Get about it. Like, Danny DeVito is Batman. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we just pause for a second? And everyone at home, think about, or in your car, think about that. That'd be, you know what? I'd watch the shit out of that movie. I people would prefer Danny DeVito to Ben Affleck. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Just putting it out there. What I know is that, yeah, Danny DeVito's Penguin. So, I feel like it gets a bad rap. And then watching it last week in preparation for this, it's it's good. It's it's really solid. It's weird. It's a really weird movie, but it does fit that Tim Burton style. It's very unique. I'm going to start by giving props to the actors in this movie. It is well acted. I believe all their characters. However, this is one of the least enjoyable movie watchings I've ever done. I don't like anything about this movie. I hate the style of it. I, I was praying for this movie to end. Wow. I did not enjoy it. He's playing this close to the chest. No, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Six stones and a gauntlet, guys. Like, Sorry. watching this movie, I was like, suddenly Batman Forever and Batman and Robin aren't as terribly far away from the rest of them as I thought. I don't think this movie's good at, a movie, at being a movie, especially not a Batman movie. It's very Tim Burton. That's enough for general thoughts. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling this movie that came out a long, long time ago. If you haven't seen it yet... Get on that, and then rejoin us for the rest of this podcast. Let's do it. You are 100% right. It's not the best Batman, only because you only see a very one-dimensional Batman in this. Michael Keaton is... He's barely in the movie, Batman. Yeah, he's not... This is not even a Batman movie. Yeah, that's, that's the other problem. But you don't see... So, one of the things that I love about the Nolan series is that you see both sides of it. You see the Bruce Wayne, who is a genius and can work things out and knows how to tinker and make things, and you see the Bat. In this, you see Batman, sometimes, and the Bruce Wayne you get is just a billionaire hermit, really, in the grand scheme of things. So, I mean, I see what you're saying there. I, I don't, I still love this movie, though. And it's scary as shit. It is practically a horror movie. If I saw it younger, maybe. Also, I've never seen this movie before. This is my first time. But. Wow. Okay. So, when this movie came out, McDonald's made a bunch of Happy Meal toys, and they <laughs> didn't realize it was going to be, like, a dark take on Batman. They hated this movie, too. They didn't even hide the fact that they hated it. Like, they expect, expected these toys, because it's came out in June, but it's set around Christmas time. That was going to be, like, their... Happy Meal toy for like the second half of the year. I think they pulled it after one or two months. 
Now, did they look as gross as some of the... Well, really, just the penguin. They were just... Or did they, they were the like vehicles, like you made a penguin oh. car and a Batmobile car. But again, I feel like so, I got some of those toys. I yeah, probably did. did. So if you got a Happy Meal and you like, oh, I want to see the movie, and then your mom took you to see this movie, and Penguin's making a lot of sexual jokes, you know, the parents aren't too happy with it. This is a pretty perverted Penguin. That's another thing I wanted to touch on. It's the same problem with like sequel. I know for a fact you've had this problem with other movies before. Who is this movie for? This is a Batman movie. It has Batman in titles rated PG thirteen. It tries to throw all this adult stuff in there. I don't think it executes it very well either. But, like, who went to see this movie? Who did they make this movie for other than Tim Burton? Because Tim Burton <laughs> made this movie for Tim Burton. Well, some backstory into the movie. They had it. Tim Burton came in at, like, the last hour to do it. He said he didn't want to do it. Michael Keaton said he didn't want to do it. So Warner Brothers upped their offers to both of them. So they both went in at, at the last second. And Tim Burton saying, if I do this, I want full creative control. Oh, yes, I've, I've now that makes before. sense. Yes. Warner Brothers had Marlon Wayans cast as Robin to the point that he was going to Warner Brothers to get fitted for costumes. And Tim Burton came in and said, no, we're cutting that out. There's Com- no Robin. There's <laughs> no, no, we're cutting that out. There's barely going to be Batman. And, I, and I'm pretty sure Vicky Vale was supposed to be in it also. Hmm. And Tim Burton wasn't a fan of it, so cut that out completely. And Max Shrek, Christopher Walken's character... Not from the comics at all. That was a Tim Burton creation. That was supposed to be Billy D. Williams, who's in the first Batman movie as Harvey Dent, and he was supposed to be Two Face. So it's supposed to be Two Face, Penguin, and Catwoman. Oh my God! If wow. Billy D. Williams was Two Face, I don't know what I would do with my life. That would have been Spider Man Three before Spider Man oh, Three. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So that sorry that scene where um where Max Shrek dies gets teased. That was supposed to be like an homage of like a disfigured. So, oh, okay, I see it now. What I will say is that this movie has the opposite problem that The Punisher had. Where The Punisher was an R-rated movie that probably that probably should have been PG thirteen. This is a PG thirteen movie where if they like went just a touch further, it definitely would have been R. This was practically an R-rated movie that didn't curse enough to be R-rated in the grand scheme of things. But it was bloody enough. It certainly was. Or rather, it was gruesome enough. Like yeah, there were the, all every death scene was brutal. Or even not even the not death scene yeah, when Cobblepot bites yeah. that dude. Oh god, that scene's that that gross. horrified me as a child. It inspired horrified me. <laughs> My favorite movie is Batman Returns when the penguin bites the guy's face. Really gets my dick hard. Wow. It's one of your better impressions until the last part. Yeah. yeah. There's so much about the penguin in this movie that doesn't make sense at all. Like, you can't look at this movie from, like, a logical perspective. Because, like, penguin floats down the creek in a bassinet, and then... Like Moses! It gets discovered by a bunch of penguins. That's my favorite Was he raised by penguins? Yes! But was he raised by circus freaks? Yes! Both? Yes! No, 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 stop it. Penguins stop. in Gotham, though? Like in the zoo. In the zoo. Oh, yeah, right. Gotham. The zoo. circus freaks were in hiding because they're circus freaks. I don't know if you saw the clowns I saw. They make Pennywise look like a stuffed animal that you keep on your bed at night. I'm horrified by these clowns. So they were in hiding with a bunch of penguins that got away, and they raised, they, they raised him. What would have been like an interesting discovery scene if the circus freaks were with the penguins? You know what I mean? Like, I think they were. 
you didn't see them. Like, you, you, you kind of have to put two and two together. Like, there's no way a penguin could raise an infant. No, of course not. But I thought that the penguins, like, discovered them and then waddled on over to their circus free people and were like, hey, what is this thing? Right. That's probably what happened. We don't know if that's what happened. Okay, I always just made the, made the leap. Let me tell you something. Those penguin toys were some of my favorite toys when I was a kid. The ones the that, ones that have the missile packs yeah, on them? Yeah, push oh my push. god, they were so cool. You put the missile pack and you shoot it off. Oh, hindsight probably should have gotten home and got those. <laughs> yes. Then you would have been launching them at us during... No, 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 no. I definitely lost those missiles probably before Frank was born. Fair but point. I have the backpacks. Also, that can't possibly be true. This movie came out the year Frank was born. Depends on how quick I got the toys. True. <laughs> Did you get them early? Did you know a guy? It came out June. My birthday is in August. Entirely possible. Frank was born in... Ooh. 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 Impossible. Damn. (laughs) Okay. I definitely lost him before Frank was one. In the Ukraine, he was launching them from America. (laughs) Take this, communism. Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Sorry. I really like the way that this movie starts with the clowns coming in and breaking shit and causing a ruckus and Batman showing up. Everyone's like, ooh, Joker's coming back. And then it's not. Yep. Um, what about the opening credits, though, with Pee Wee Herman? I didn't love that. You the opening title scene is so long. It's very long. I agree. I love when they throw him into the water. I lost my shit. I love when these the baby's in the cage and he eats the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does he eat it? Yeah, no, he eats it. Who's Pee Wee Herman, though? Where that father. That's Paul Rubens. Get out of here. That was yeah. Mr. Cobblepot. Oh, yeah, yeah, I he missed was. it. I mi- I've missed that my entire life. I loved Pee Wee Herman as a kid. Oh, me too. Same I missed piece. that entirely. That was supposed to be um, Burgess Meredith. Wow. Who? Burgess, well, Burgess Meredith played the Penguin in the uh, 60s for the Oh, cool. Character. That would have been fun. Rocky's trainer. That's what he's probably best known for. Mick? Mick? Mick. Yep. Yeah, Mick and, Mick and the Penguin are the same guy. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. And he signed up. on Think for real it. hard about it right now. Think about that Penguin. <laughs> And now age him 20 years. Oh, my God. Now age him 50 years. He's yeah. dead. <laughs> oh, now I'm sad. Cut me, Nick. To your point, Joe, we do barely get any Batman, especially in the first hour. Like, it's very noticeable. I think he's in two scenes. Yeah, this is a, this is a Max Shrek and Penguin movie. That's, and that's what this movie is. Catwoman. And Catwoman's, for some reason, <laughs> should have weird origin. Hey! It comes, back, it comes back to that Spider-Man 3 problem, where they're, they're cramming so much in... When you have more than one main bat bad guy, bat villain, so to speak, and you're adding a brand new one that doesn't even exist, there's a lot going on. So you see Batman, and then you see Penguin come up, Max Shrek try to start doing his like moving the puppet, moving the puppets. You see Selena Kyle fall out the window and become Catwoman. All of these things happen that take time away from seeing the bat. And yet in Spider-Man 3, we still got a weird Peter dance scene. I just wanted a Bruce Wayne dance scene. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That that's, would, have been, would have saved the movie. For that's, me. A sixth, that's the sixth stone right there. Here's my defense at a minimal use of Batman in the time. The suit was hard to move in. The cowl was immovable. You know, it was... Uh, <laughs> Not unrippable, yeah, though. Right. <laughs> but, um, so Batman was used as a deus ex machina, basically. So, does it not make sense for Batman? Because Batman does it all. You know what I'm saying? He's always there. He always knows. He's Batman. So, it works out. 
that that's my defense of it, but also this movie is a classic for me, so I I put up the Dukes. Yeah, the lack of Batman is not a criticism. I like getting it is from me. I like getting Batman in, in small doses. I think the movies that came after that we were. I know it's a Batman movie, but we got too much Batman. I like knowing the villain story because, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Batman villains are the best villains. Because yeah. they're recurring. They're always coming back. He's not Because he doesn't them. kill them, He's yeah. He's putting them in an asylum. They're breaking out of an asylum. <laughs> Except in this movie, well, at least two of the villains die. But not by the hands of Batman. No, not by the hands of Batman, but they die. He no, killed but... enough people, though. <laughs> there were so many explosions that he caused. Yeah. He didn't, I mean, he didn't kill nearly the amount of people that, that Batfleck did. Most of those were hallucinations or dreams or something. But I'm just saying, Batfleck just like... Murked people constantly. <laughs> he he or gave them death sentences, which I don't know if that's better or worse. How does everybody feel about, about the Batmobile? My favorite. Thanks. Yeah, it's a good Batmobile. It's a great. It's a great. That was a seamless transition you guys had. You like locked eyes and just knew what the other one was thinking. Yeah, it's the best Batmobile. It's 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 awesome. <laughs> so good. Um, With so many layers. Yep. <laughs> On the same line of the Batmobile, what did we think about Penguin's vehicle, the duck? Aquatic <laughs> or the amphibious duck mobile. Yeah, I like. It. I was a, hoping it was going to be a swan. As a, a five-year-old scene, that scared the shit out of me, man. Yeah. It's a duck. It's a. As you're it's five. A it's a giant duck, duck rising. <laughs> it's a giant rubber duck. It's adorable. It's, I, I like the fact that it's a hark. It harkens back to the '60s because that, uh, you know the penguins' henchmen were all named um, you know birds. So there was duck and goose and you know whatever. So it's one of those things where it's like it doesn't always have to be a penguin because he's just bird centric. Again, I think that, he even mentions. Oh, sorry, I think he even mentions pigeons at one point. Like he does in this, yeah. yeah. But that's what makes this movie like. What makes this movie that extra notch in like away from just being like a Batman movie into like a borderline horror movie is how seamlessly Tim Burton takes things that are incredibly innocuous and turns them into like really scary things. You know, clowns on their own, granted, people are scared of clowns in general, but if you're not scared of clowns, they're fine. But you see these clowns, and you get a little freaked out. A rubber duck that you play with in the tub as a child isn't scary. It's fun. It's something that you play with. Absolutely. And now you see this machine, and it's a little... It's it's off-putting. It's... it's everything Tim Burton does is... makes you uncomfortable. Make Kind of yep. gives you, like, an off-putting feel to it. That's Tim Burton's genius in a lot of ways. So, like, he takes all of these things and he makes them scare The cats, for Christ's sakes. He takes cats and makes those things even creepy. Oh, and he's evil. chomping oh, on the finger. Yeah! I, I didn't think it was creepy. I was just like, ooh, this is kind of... You're an, you're, an, you're an adult watching this, yeah. though. A, a five, six, seven-year-old me was like, this is... I had nightmares about this movie, and I still watched it over and over again. Yeah, I watched the shit out of this movie. Watching Selena Kyle fall out of a building, and then seizing (laughs) on the ground, and getting nibbled on by cat... I don't know how she became Catwoman, but she got got cat saliva in her blood, and got all these... It's kind of just, you know... Just like Spider-Man. The cat shows her. (laughs) Radioactive cat. I honestly don't know Catwoman's... Origin? Origin. It's not that. I, I'm just saying, I don't know any of Catwoman's origin stories from the comics because it's not something I, I care about. I don't, think she's me- I don't think she's a metahuman. I think she's just a... No, a cat is. burglar. A cat burglar she? with... She is meta? 
We will find out when we do the Holly Berry movie. Am I right, boys? Oh, we don't know if something that's with black fact, magic, though, right? right? Really? Oh, okay. Like that's comic lore, or is it we're going by the Halle Berry movie? I mean, the Halle Berry movie is law. <laughs> is lore. <laughs> if you're out there nerd raging right now because you know how Catwoman came to be and all the things, and you want to let us know, zthpodcast at gmail dot com. The cats picked her in this movie. Yeah, and then she drank milk when she got home <laughs> and said, "I'm still not married." Again. <laughs> because she's a crazy person. Yep. She's even a crazy, before she becomes Catwoman. She's a crazy cat lady before she's the crazy cat. The crazy cra- <laughs> <laughs> What was with the spray painting everything black? Which is just the thing. That's a Tim Burton person going insane thing. Okay. I don't watch enough Tim Burton to know that. She I, I loved I loved Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I thought that she did a really good performance. But it was even taking the fact that I like it into account, it is still over the top. Yeah, her lines kind of fell flat. Ridiculous. Me. Yeah, she's she's super over the top, and I get it. She's just gotten pushed out a window, and something got knocked loose. But even that being considered, she is she her lines are are a little overacted. Her suit was so tight during filming that she would have a lot of shortness of breath, and she came close to passing out quite a few times. That's horrifying. They wouldn't give her a looser suit. They just said, deal with it. It was tight. How did we like the look of that cat suit with the, like, the white it stitches? It was super tight. It was super I tight. liked it. I liked it. I, I don't understand what those it. things are that she on her nails. Those are claws. claws. Yeah, I know, but she just had them. Like, no, she made her, them. Those are her knickknacks from things. I don't know. I, I remember she her ma- making them. I don't know if something. she made them, just put it on her... Fit, like the little chat I'm ready to go to me. She found a no, ring she, that was like pointy and put it on, and I guess she just made the rest. I thought they were the made from mind. from thimbles and like some other sort of sewing supply. Yeah, uh, it looked I think like she got uh, it from a jewelry box to me. I thought it was it? a piece of jewelry, but I'm like, who has jewelry like that? I, I thought it, I thought it was part of her seamstress a seamstress kit, maybe. And it was like I've never seen them before, so I don't even know if they're a thing. But they're like thimbles with sharp pointy edges huh. to pull stitches out. Is what it looked like. But I, I, I've never seen them before. I haven't seen them since. Were they all identical? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Okay, I was just curious if, like, she mixed and matched or she had, like... Because it helps your theory if they all look the same, because then they would probably just be the same thing. Right. Yeah. So it might be a sewing thing? Yeah. Okay. Because she sits down at, like, the sewing machine. Right. She seems to have a bunch of seamstress-type things. Like, she does that <laughs> in her spare time. So I've always just thought that that was the case. I, I again, could be wrong, but... That's what I've always taken it as. Who's the best of the bad guys in this? Shrek. Shrek? I was gonna say Penguin. Penguin? He's he's terrifying. He's the most memorable. Yeah, by yeah. far. Yeah, exactly. He definitely is the most memorable. Why for sure? You're putting it on like like it's like oh Christopher Walken's in this movie. Like I forgot. Yeah, exactly. But Penguin, it's like he's gonna bite someone's fucking nose. Yeah. Dude, in the middle of a meeting. I think I have to go with Penguin, though, because DeVito just played such a good role for this. Because he was just sinister. That's yeah, like, he was, that's how he I was twisted. Yeah. I liked I liked Penguin. I liked the fact that the way he started his rise to prominence, like trying to like make a run at being mayor, was by using what he had at his disposal, which is the shit that gets dumped into the sewer. Not entirely sure how he connected the death of Shrek's partner to Shrek himself. But maybe the documents that he knitted back together. Oh, maybe, maybe something. I forgot. I, I keep I always forget about the documents because the hand just sticks out. Yeah, it's crazy. 
the sets in this movie, again, it's a Tim Burton movie, but they're, they're really weird. They're very extravagant, but they're tiny. They're small. There's not a lot of, like, different scenes in this movie. There's not a lot of different settings, no. There's, no. like, seven of them. They never showed the sky. They never showed the sky, and there's never more than about 40 people in Gotham City at one time. <laughs> Yeah, Gotham is oddly quiet. It's a small town. Like when, <laughs> just, just a small town in Jersey. <laughs> like when um, you're, you're getting that initial speech from uh, Max Shrek where he doesn't have the speech on him, mm. and he has a crowd of people around, and Batman shows up in his car. There's maybe, you could probably count all the people that you, that you see and get a pretty accurate number. Everyone has to try to decide to stream it at home. Or move <laughs> to Metropolis. But, like, the statues are weird. The weird cat faces on the side of the buildings that are clogged. It's just a really strange... The cat clock. Yep. The yeah, park he, and he the cemetery. He wanted to make it a really weird city. He did it. And the last and the next time that Gotham is this weird, I want to say, is, is Batman Beyond. When it's I just want, neon? W- no, I think Batman Beyond Futurism. has the statues and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... In all the other bat, in all the other Batman movies, they leave that behind, and it's just so weird but cool the way that Gotham has all this weird, like giant colossus architecture that just serves basically no purpose. It's just weird. I think that's the one thing that I will give DC and their decision to make up their own cities is that every time, like, not that they had planned this originally, but now that it's movies are a thing. Every new person that gets his hands, his or her hands on Gotham, it's a blank canvas. They can make Gotham look at, look however they want. And put wherever they want. And put wherever they want. So I, um, and this is, this is definitely Tim Burton's Gotham. The one, the one scene to me that jumps out is like, oh, well, this is clearly Tim Burton. It's not, I think it's the park where you see like the big archway and like the dead tree kind of hanging out. Yep. Oh my god, that just screams everything Tim Burton has ever done. So is that your favorite scene, Corey? <laughs> my favorite scene in this movie is the scene where Penguin confronts Shrek for the first time. When he pours out the ooze, and he shows the hand, and he shows the dot, like, the dot, like all of that. I love the fact that Penguin, at no point, really tries to overpower people physically, that's not his game. His game is to weasel and maneuver. Utilizes the umbrellas a bunch, like, all these really cool things that aren't necessarily a way to take somebody over physically. I thought that was cool, because the Joker wasn't like that. Joker was way more physical. You know, gassed the people, didn't mind getting his hands dirty and killing people with his bare mm-hmm. hands like that. It's just a very different... So you guys want to stick go around favorite, and then we'll do yeah, the least yeah, favorite? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Alright. Sequel. The death of the ice princess. Because her job <laughs> was to press the button to light the tree. That's exactly what she did. But she fell to her, her death by doing it. Oh, that was clever. <laughs> I liked it. I, as a kid, you don't put that together. But as an adult, when you watch it, like, ha, huh, that, that was pretty good. Good choice. My favorite was when the actual penguins were running around because they were adorable. <laughs> they were adorable. And that real? was the most joy I got out of this movie. Animatronics are real. 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 Those penguins are real. I was gonna say that. As a non-penguin like fan, I know that. Damn, you don't like penguins? No. You have no heart. Mostly because everyone else likes them. Of course, of course, of course. I like leopard seals because they eat penguins. Okay, you're, hipster. You're a monster. Never, I am. Want, never wanting to conform. Nope. That's not an order, Joe. Frank, go. <laughs> uh, when their parents Moses the kid. 
<laughs> this kid is too ugly. Dude, the way they threw it in, I just lost it. I started. It is messed up as hell. Laughing. They did the shifty. As anyone watching goes, no, great, and we go. They Before that, the they were like Merry Christmas, and then they were like, <laughs> right over the side. <laughs> we do this every and year. Then they, back. And then they have they take the carriage with it's them. Tradition. It's not like they, the the bassinet falls out, but the carriage stays with them, and they're just like, okay, we'll, we'll just go home now. Good for them. <laughs> and Matt, I mean, my favorite scene has to be the nose bite because it's so gross, and it's just like, ugh. ugh. Can't and he still has support for running for mayor after he bit a dude's nose. This makes no sense to me. Does it? Does it really not make any sense to you in the current political climate? climate? Mike Tyson was still champion. Perfect sense to me. <laughs> He's such a pervy penguin. Man. I can't. Like, I don't remember these lines as kids. But when he sees Catwoman, he's like, oh, "Just the pussy I've been looking for." And then when Max Rex says, "Oh, you can fill the void that the city needs," and then he looks at the advisor, goes, "I'd like to fill her void." Yeah. <laughs> Are we doing least favorite now? We might as well. Frank, hey, start us off. I love when she falls out the window, but I don't love how all the cats run <laughs> up to her. I'll probably go with the cats. I don't like the cat cats. gathering. Yeah, <laughs> the Just gathering like, of cats. There's no way they're rushing onto her like that. But they're Bad special cats. necromancer cats. I don't. I don't know. I don't. This is Scott. movie's ridiculous. Yep. Hey, Matt. What about you? Uh, I think I, I don't think it's the same scene, but it's like little bits, and it's got the same theme. Basically, when she's counting out down her lives, I think that's dumb. Yeah, that's pretty. Cool. <laughs> oh, six left. I'm like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You got shot in the leg. <laughs> Just run right away. Cool. You don't need to count it down. People, people have more bullets, bitch. <laughs> hey, Corey. Uh, my Which... least favorite is after the failed speech when he gets all upset and starts talking about why people bring tomatoes and lettuce or whatever to the uh, speeches. I don't know. I, I I just don't see Penguin getting upset when a speech goes awry. Like He'll just bite someone's nose. Yeah. <laughs> say, like, they weren't ah! close enough. Well, I mean, coming, coming back to Sequel's point about how crude he is, I don't think he has the social contract to understand that that's not good. Like, he, he'll just reaction like as a reaction be like I'll fill her void yet somehow has an issue when somebody like boos him like I don't feel like he, that that just didn't seem right to me I don't I didn't love it sequel the two exchanges with about kissing and, and the mistletoe oh yeah I didn't care for those lines at all and I do hate the fact that I mean if you're intimate with somebody and you see them out and you're both wearing a mask I think you're still going to recognize the person I don't think if in a normal setting you're going to know who that person is you don't have to wait for them to say the line that you said two scenes earlier in order to make that connection and she licked his face oh that was one of my favorite scenes <laughs> I think it's on IMDB or like Rotten Tomatoes or something when you click on this movie like that's the picture <laughs> like she's not licking him yet but she's about to it's and yeah my least favorite scene is Selena Kyle's entire descent into madness because that's fucking ridiculous and it's like five minutes of my life I will never get back <laughs> and it's just awful to watch I do like her answering machine though when that guy calls her up and goes hey I'm going on vacation alone <laughs> well that's before her descent into True. madness to touch on your Least favorite quotes. I thought that was like a play for like Ivy or something. Could have been. Poison and she Ivy. does fall into a greenhouse at one point too. I thought of Poison Ivy. 
Yeah, sure. German poison might be hanging out in DC all the time, but mm-hmm. maybe it's they not until what two or three movies we get poison ivy. Can't oh yeah, and then Harley Quinn watches, and then they switch out sometimes. <laughs> Do they transport kitty litter like that? <laughs> just open in a truck, not bagged. Yeah. See, I assume she just made a joke, and that was like dirt. Yeah, I thought it was just like regular good old fashioned dirt. He's like, of course, fell into kitty litter. But you know what, Tim Burton, I'll never underestimate your ridiculousness for <laughs> a lion. So you know, you what? made a skeleton in sure. your Please make a Superman movie now. Please don't. <laughs> that was almost a thing, right? Starring Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Oh, Alright, you know what? I reconsidered my <laughs> You've never seen the pictures? I mean... There's a documentary about it. There's, there's pictures of him in the suit. There's a... With, with, with the mullet. I'm, I'm sure I've seen Long, a picture of the suit. Gorgeous, flowing Nick Cage hair with, like Con mullet. Air. with a mullet. <laughs> like Con Air Nick Cage hair. It's incredible. It's the Superman I never knew I wanted. <laughs> it's true. It's the Superman we deserve. No. Wrong. It was sure. called... It's gonna be called Superman Lives. And they made a documentary called The Death of Superman Lives. What happened? That's ironic. Yep. Joe, yeah, you did your least yet? Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, the kitty litter, right? Just, no, Descent into Madness. Just the... I don't know, it's like the kitty litter long. is actually his second favorite scene. Which doesn't get a ranking, but it's up there. For those of you keeping track at home. Yeah, for those keeping track at home. Those Everyone with the your spreadsheet. spreadsheet. Yeah. I did really enjoy The Death of the Penguin. I like that scene. I thought it was well done. Where he grabs the wrong umbrella. And then I like his line about ice water. Made me laugh. And I like the penguins as pallbearer penguins leading them into the water. Yeah. I don't know how they're able to push them. <laughs> but <laughs> they magic science doesn't science does not exist in Tim Burton's world. It's like the death of Spock. <laughs> it was not <laughs> at all. No. <laughs> I don't dislike the whole penguin pallbearer thing. I dislike that he came basically back to life to say a stupid line and then die again. Why? Was that line that important to you that the character is resurrected <laughs> to say it and do nothing and then I fall agree. over dead again? I agree. He should have just fallen to the top and that yeah. should have been the end of it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Greatly delivered I, line is no, not you know, a good line. Yeah. He, if he had just said it before he fell into the water and died like the first time, if that had just been his death, totally cool with it. But why bring him back for one line? I think the line fits and I wouldn't have liked the way he died initially because that's after Max Shrek dies and I was thinking in the back of my head what happened to Penguin again because I think it's like too quick <laughs> wait <laughs> it is real quick Where, where's it's the Penguin it happens so fast it happens fast and uh, you figured because he's the memorable villain he should get a memorable yeah. death scene. and then he, he came back like if he had come back and done something did he die and come back or was he hanging under no, the water no, because he's a penguin not what I'm saying <laughs> what I'm saying is if you're going to reintroduce him before he dies again there's no final showdown with Batman. He doesn't do anything in that scene. That scene is pointless. If you add him doing something in that scene, I'm fine with it. But that seems to be the case about all of the villains in this movie. There's really no final showdown with Batman on any of them. He, they all kill each other. It's not a Batman movie. It's, it's not. It's the just, Penguin movie. Yeah, the more, it's just it, you know, what the worst part is I watched Penguin this, Begins. I watched this last Ooh, night. I like that. It name. ends. Yeah. It ends. <laughs> I watched this last night, and I didn't realize how little Batman. I'm trying to. Come up with scenes to talk about Batman because we haven't much. It's so little. Um, there's the scene at the party with the masquerade ball where they're dancing, and That's she tells him, "Yeah, whatever, it's fine." Yeah, fine. she tells him that she's going to commit murder, and then the kiss. Yep. Like she didn't just tell him she's going to commit murder, and everything's fine. Made him wet, and then Batman rips off his cowl, like mm-hmm. it's 
the cheapest rubber I've ever seen. Oh my god, yeah. Instead of just taking it off like a person. He can't take it off because it's attached to his shoulders. That's and why he moves so yeah. weird. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. The reason they keep that is because Tim Burton thought it looked more comic booky if he moved in a more epic way by moving his upper body and not being able to turn his neck. Which is why you have that line in Batman Begins, you want to be able to turn your neck. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. Yes. Well, no Batman... Not Batman ever Begins, uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight, that yeah. happens? It's yeah. not Begins? Nope. Not Begins. He can't turn his neck in Begins? Nope. The cow was one piece in the Begins. There, was, yeah. there, there were no Batman from Michael Keaton 1 all the way up to Christian Bale 2. Not one Batman was ever able to turn his neck. What a waste of time. Adam West could turn his neck, though. Yes. Well, Adam West was a totally different, like... He's in spandex. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one of the best uses of a Batman theme in a movie. I love the music because it was just like the cartoon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. the music was good. That was very nice. That's probably my favorite thing about this movie was the music. Six I didn't hate that. Love the music. <laughs> but yeah, there are not a lot of Batmans. Like all the scenes I have in my notes are about him when he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. There's so little bat. Like the meeting with uh, Shrek and Bruce Wayne. They're sitting at a giant table on opposite ends of it, across uh, from each other, with an echo in the room. I'm like, what is this movie that I'm watching? That happens in Batman 1, too, though. When he's having dinner with Vicky Vale. I, I barely remember that movie. Oh, yeah. He has to pass the salt. He has to get up and walk it all, all the way down. Yep, yep. I think the salt is, like, oddly placed in, like, the middle of the table. Yep. It's not even in his reach. He gets up, walks, like, three steps, picks up the salt, walks another ten, drops it down, and then walks all fifteen back. And he's wearing, like, really nice shoes on hardwood, so it makes that, like, clanky noise. Uh, that, that, that noise actually sticks out in my head. One of the criticisms of that movie is he takes Vicky Vale, who's a reporter, into the Batcave. Which is why Warner Brothers wanted Vicky Vale to be with Bruce Wayne. as mm-hmm. like, it's me and love interest in this one. And Tim is like, nah, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> She's gone. I'm not feeling it. I'm going to make a crazy one. <laughs> How do you like cat people? She's not even the craziest person, though, because there was an actress from Blade Runner, her name escapes me, that wanted the role really bad and showed up on the lot in a homemade cat woman's suit and demanded an audition. Wow. Yeah. Did she get what it? the hell's her name? Is this one of the leads in Blade Runner? Yes. Did she? Is it Sean it? Young or whatever? Or is it the other Maybe. female in that movie? I'll know it when I see it. Hold up. Because there were only two. Pretty sure. I believe it is showing young, yes. Sequel, you have a surprising amount of fun fact knowledge about this movie. More than I would have expected. Did you watch the director's commentary? I did not watch the director's commentary, but there was a video on, on YouTube that was recommended for me of like things you might not have known. Oh, okay. I watched that like a month ago, which is why I wanted to do this movie so badly. Mm. And uh, I remember a Tiny Toons episode where... Plucky goes to become <laughs> Batman, and Tim Burton's in the episode, and there's a crazy yes. lady in a fucking Catwoman <laughs> yep. suit trying yeah, to get the role. I like that Plucky was the one who was going to become Batman. That was he that. was. I, I, I remember that episode. Was Hampton with him? Hampton was with oh, him. Yeah. Thank God. I think, he, I think he might have been cast as Robin, but he got cut. And then to make Plucky the stunt double. But back to the original point at hand, yeah, very little actual physical... In the suit, Batman. Yeah, you got the scene where he first shows up and yep. knocks out four people and I think gets it's like thing. three scenes. And then there's the scene where um, he's on the roof and she's like talking about how like yeah no there's a few see, like he confronts Catwoman and she dives in the kitty litter. Yep. 
then they, he yeah. has to save the ice princess, but they say, Batman pushed her, and then she falls off. Mm-hmm. Then there's a scene where he's in the Batmobile that's been hijacked by the Penguin, which, watching that scene, that would make an awesome ride at Six Flags. You're yeah. in the Batmobile, and you got a Penguin monitor in front of you, and he's like laughing at you, and it's Danny DeVito. That would be pretty insane. 4D in your That would scare the crap out of And he's just kids. biting people's noses. <laughs> <laughs> that would definitely scare the crap out of you. got noses. Then I think just get the final showdown. Oh, yeah, so there's, okay, so there's five Batman five. scenes. If unless I'm missing one, which... Which is possible. Maybe. I'd, I'd be like actually springtime. I'd be interested to see how much we're running. How yeah. much Batman we actually get? Batman clock in the corner. Probably like <laughs> seven minutes. That's the <laughs> ultimate. Edition. I'm surprised Cinema Sins didn't touch that. I, feel I like watched that were. one too. Yeah. I don't like the Cinema Sins, Cinema Sins for uh, this one because they took it from a logical perspective, and I don't. I think you got to like suspend. If it's Tim Burton, you can't. Yeah, you can't. it's true. To a certain degree, you have to. They're still people. Tim Burton didn't. Didn't do the first one, did he? He did. Oh, he yes. did. Okay, yeah, they're both his. Okay, so they both did the first one, and they both said that they didn't want to do another. Yeah, the first one, Tim Burton's kind of handcuffed a little bit. Like yeah. they probably didn't let him do as much as he wanted to. Which is probably why I like it for the best. <laughs> you can still tell though. You can still tell that there are some things. The balloons, the circus, the parade balloons definitely have a Tim Burton feel to them. I remember the SNES game. And I remember the, the <laughs> first time. the first level, you're walking down the street in the snow as Batman, and you're beating up a bunch of clowns. I, and I loved this game. Okay, but I remember playing it as a kid, and again, I only saw the movie like once when I was three, and again when I was five, and I'm like, I thought like this was a Penguin and Catwoman. Why am I beating up clowns? These are Joker henchmen. I don't get it. I thought it was for the NES. But I get it now that it's Circus Freaks. Definitely Corey, true. ten of your favorite games on the <laughs> This one ten times. <laughs> Great. Times ten. This movie time, I played this game every day after school. Me and my brother would, like... It's a hard game. Yeah, it's really hard. Me and my brother would fight our ways to the controllers to see who gets got to play it that day. Did anyone else have anything else? Cause Stone it. Uh, mm-hmm. Chip was terrible. That's it. Who? His son. Shrek's son. Oh, yeah. Chip. Yeah. Oh, great Alfred. Yes. Oh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't even mention Alfred <laughs> at all. Very good Alfred. That's Michael Go, right? Or however. Yeah. yeah. Two minutes of screen time. He's the same Alfred as the first one, right? Yeah. Yes. He's probably one of the better Alfreds. I, you know I what? He feels right. We get a limited um, Michael Go, but I liked him better than Michael Kane. Because Alfred, out of. I've, but did you like him better than Jeremy Irons? Yes. Okay, I'm just checking. I think the new, the new versions of Batman have too much Alfred. I think that Alfred just does too much. Like he's too capable. I still maintain that, like when he's like in the bat, like in BVS when he's in the Batcave, and he's like messing with the voice changer and like knows how to use all the technology. I'm like, I feel like a butler from England probably should know how to do this stuff. He's not just a butler from England. He's, he's a kingsman. A, he's an ex. He basically is. He's an ex commando. Who became a butler? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Well, that makes, that's the way that makes Gotham is. so accurate in my mind right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> Does it? I have no idea. No, that's no. how he is in the show. I don't watch. He's like a. I don't. Not, I don't watch that's... Nightwing the show. <laughs> not Nightwing the show. yet. It will be. God damn it! I don't. I, I don't even watch it. I'm not defending it. Okay. I'm just. I place. <laughs> I place facts. bets. I don't. That care. motherfucker is gonna put on a suit and be like, "Call me Nightwing," and I'm gonna be like. You've never You're been watching Nightwing. It? You're not watching it. No, no of course I'm not. Watching. He's never so, seen the show. I don't watch so you wouldn't even show. know if you went to Nightwing. 
became nice. No, I'd hear about it on the internet. The internet would go on fire. I believe that's going to wrap up our discussion for Batman Returns, so now we're going to go on to the part where we rate the movie. If you've never tuned in before, what we do is we rate a movie with our Infinity Stones system, which is 1 to 6 Infinity Stones. 1 is the lowest score, 6 is the highest score. If you give it a 6, you can also give it a gauntlet, which is the highest possible. And now we're going to rate Batman Returns, and I'm going to go to sequel first. I get what you're saying, Joe, being you saw it for the first time in your 20s. But if you kind of, like, see it as a kid and you kind of grow up with it, you just kind of get it more. And I think this movie has a lot of rewatchability. Like, you, you, you kind of, like... Um, I can understand that. Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of a lot coming at you. It's a lot of cool scenes. So if you just, like, watch it from a pure, like, enjoyment aspect and you're not analyzing it, it it's a pretty fun movie. I, I would give it four stones on that fact alone. Hey, Corey, share with us. When I realized that I really liked comic books and superheroes and stuff like that, this movie was... This this movie was that introduction for me in a lot of ways. I, I watched this movie so often. I wanted to be Batman. I fucking love Batman. I always have. I always will. It does have a lot of rewatchability to it, especially back then when it was really all that we had. We didn't have much else. We had the other Batman movie. But beyond that, you know, we didn't have much superheroes. I agree with your complaints. I don't... They don't bother me as much, but I understand. So I'm actually going to drop this down from a 5 that I was going to give it to a 4 because I think your complaints are valid. Wow. Hey, Matt. Hi. What do you think of the movie? What are you going to give it? <sighs> well, as I said before, this movie was one of my childhood like repertoire of like, five movies that I watched. Um, I had the toys. I played with them a lot. And uh, you can't quote this movie like Jurassic Park, right? No. Okay. But you know, it was it was, it was a really good movie, and it, it was really he holds a special place in my heart, even though I hate Batman. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie four stones. Frank, let me know your score, and I'll tell you mine. Whoa! I don't love this movie, but I don't hate it, so I'm gonna go right there in the middle. Give it a three stones. Mm, very fair. And say I liked it. Because I did like it. I like the actors. I think they were solid. And I just don't think the movie really holds up as much as I would like it to. But it's good. Even though this is the movie that taught Mike Tyson how to bite people? <laughs> Six stones in one. <laughs> fair. I'm going to bite a beer. <laughs> I agree with you guys that the casting of this movie is good. Everyone's well done. Tim Burton had a vision, and he accomplished that vision with all these people that he cast, and all the power to him, hat off to him, whatever. I do not enjoy this movie whatsoever. If I ever watch this movie, it's because someone has offered me a sum of money. Wow! Or something else. Holy shit! I didn't like it. I did not enjoy watching this movie. Joe just made me shit Oreos. I'm Really grossed out by that. <laughs> by Oreos, I meant oatmeal. I'm sorry. Still, what? Actually, more grossed out. How much? Anyway. How much money would someone have to offer you to watch this movie? Not much. Ten bucks. Yeah, I'll watch it again. All right. <laughs> but I'm not doing it again for free. <laughs> One dollar. Yeah. Talk to me when you're up to five. <laughs> All right, we have. A wow, we have. We have. A, we have a place. That's it. I said, talk to me. Not that I do. <laughs> I can't give this movie one stone. It's not a bad movie. It 
accomplishes what it's set to do. I just don't like it. I'm giving it two stones. I can't go higher than that for a movie that I didn't enjoy any part of, except for the penguins. Penguins are adorable. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tim Burton. Even in there for everyone. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we're scoring Batman Returns. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about Batman Returns, let me know how wrong I am, because I'm sure lots of people are mad based on the scores this movie got, that I hated it so much. So, you know, that's cool. If you want me to know I'm wrong, you can do it via email, and send it to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can yell at Joe on Twitter, at zthpodcast. I'll see him. He runs it. Send us pictures of your clothes at zthpodcast <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> this also works for an X-Men movie. <laughs> uh, if you go to Facebook.com, you can search for Zeros Talking Heroes in the search bar. Zeros and Heroes both have two E's. Or Facebook.com slash ZTH Podcast. And if you have iTunes and you listen on iTunes, or if you don't listen on iTunes, if you know that iTunes is a thing, and I'm telling you it's a thing right now, <laughs> go on there, find us, and give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show, because that'll help us get the show out to more people, increase our visibility on iTunes, and if you don't listen on iTunes, just tell people about it. Be like, hey, I listen to this podcast. These guys are pretty cool. And you should listen, too. And we'll really appreciate that. And if you leave a review, we'll read that. We haven't got one of those in a while, so looking forward to it. Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing The Invincible Iron Man, which is a Marvel animated, a pretty sure direct-to-DVD movie. No, it is definitely direct-to-DVD. I was about to say definitely direct-to-DVD. Or direct-to-Netflix or whatever it is. And that's what we'll be doing next time. Hope you tune in for that one. And until then, on behalf of everyone else, I want to let you know that every movie is someone's favorite movie. Oh, I'm the same.